This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals with plans to move to Potomac Yard in Northern Virginia. Tarek El-Bashir will join us to discuss the big news from yesterday and the Capitals opening up a three-game road trip tonight here in Philadelphia. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 14th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals, Wizards, and Monumental Sports and Entertainment announced yesterday the framework of a new partnership with the Commonwealth of Virginia for construction of a new campus at Potomac Yard in North Alexandria pending legislative approval. This campus would include a new state-of-the-art arena that could come online in time for the 2028 2029 season. It's the first step in a multi-step process with legislative approvals and definitive agreements still needed. But if all goes well, the Capitals and Wizards will call Potomac Yard home after four more seasons at Capital One Arena. Speaking of our current home, an updated Capital One is still part of the MSC picture, a potential home for the WNBA's Mystics, concerts, and shows if a lease extension is reached with the city. But obviously a lot of moving parts and much more to talk about in the months and years ahead. It's a lot to take in. Even with a small geographic move on the horizon, there is a newly opened metro stop at Potomac Yard on the yellow line, so the mass transit option still very much available. It's a bit of a work in progress on where the Wizards and Capitals would train, but it's possible both teams could be in new facilities on the campus. There will be hotels on the site, restaurants, and other gathering spaces pending approval by the Virginia General Assembly. It'll be very much a new day for hockey and basketball in our area. Joining us for some perspective on all of it this morning, Caps insider Tarek El-Bashir, his thoughts on the shift across the Potomac. Well, Tarek, some big news involving the Capitals, the Wizards, Monumental Sports and Entertainment, that the Capitals and Wizards have the intent to relocate to Northern Virginia. It's only about four miles from where Capital One Arena stands, but obviously a big move, a new arena for both teams, an entertainment district. There was a lot to unpack from what was said today, and obviously an exciting day. A very exciting day. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I was a little surprised and stunned at how quickly this came about. I've been covering sports in this area since the late 1990s and typically moves of this size and scope you hear about them for for months and then they finally come to fruition this feels like it all happened within like 48 hours like it was like whoa i'm sure there, there have been discussions going on behind closed doors for a long time but i do think that you know if you take a few steps back john you and i both travel around the nhl we see what other teams and other buildings have to offer and capital one arena was built in 1997. It's undergone some renovations over the years to kind of help it keep pace with some of the new buildings, but there's only so much you can do to a building that's that age. And I think if you really want to lure fans and corporate dollars and the biggest acts and keep your fans happy, Starting from scratch is probably the best course of action in this case. So you can certainly understand why they were the, the Capitals' monumental sports were so eager to get this deal done. You know, in my young 20s, I lived in that area when I first came back from New York City. It's very close to the airport. It's very close to Old Town Alexandria, which is a, a hidden gem in this region. I don't see a whole lot of downside. It's going to take more approvals, and it's going to take several years before this really kind of um, comes to life. 
But again, as I take a few steps back and, and take like a big picture view of today's news, I'm excited. Obviously coming with the fact that, and it was said at the press conference, that the Virginia General Assembly, there is still a sign-off process. There still is a process moving forward. We would certainly expect that to be okay. But part of what this sounds like it will be is a singular location for monumental sports and entertainment where right now the Wizards are in Anacostia and the Capitals are in Boston and you've got downtown and the arena and you've got the new TV studio for Monumental Sports Network. So you've got a lot of different locations, some of which the TV side will stay where it is and Capital One Arena is still going to be part of the monumental footprint as it was mentioned yesterday. But this is an exciting complex, which is entertainments and hotels and lots of different restaurants and things that people come early and stay late for. And you think of what, like Edmonton, for instance, where they not only built the arena, but you have all the ice district around it. This is a trend in sports that we see, and it is about the destination, not just the hockey game or the basketball game itself. And I think that's something that we will now see here in our town. This is something that is what is done now and in a facility that, as you said, was aging, fresh, new everything as you move across the Potomac. It's one-stop shopping, excuse the pun. I mean, it's a destination uh, for sports fans, especially if you're coming from out of town. I mean, you know, you can fly into Reagan, you got two or three hotels, you got two major league sports franchises, you got shopping, you got bars, you got restaurants, everything is right there. Even for for people in the region, if let's say you, you want to have a date night and you want to maybe have stay over at a hotel and extend it for a couple of days. You know, again, it's a it's going to be a destination area. You know, again, it's just it's not that far from Washington DC. I think it's 4 to 5 miles from downtown. Uh, there is Metro that just opened down there. It's pretty much a straight shot from 14th Street Bridge. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of infrastructure that'll need to be upgraded to kind of ease the traffic down there. There is a lot of traffic, but again, there's four years between now and when this is set to open. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about those plans as well. A lot to talk about in the coming years for sure, T. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thanks, John. More now than ever, appreciate the insights of one of the most experienced sports reporters in town and glad he's with us now at Monumental, Tark El-Bashir, joining us here this morning. Back here in present day, the Capitals waking up here in Philadelphia this morning, beginning a three-game homestand against the Flyers at Wells Fargo Center. We'll have a better sense later at the morning skate, which goalie will get the start this evening, but line combinations at practice yesterday would indicate no changes among the forwards and the deep pairs from what we saw in Chicago on Sunday night. Looking ahead further to tonight's game here in Philly, Ben recently caught up with NHL.com Deputy Managing Editor Adam Kimmelman. Kimmelman, a longtime Flyers reporter and NHL.com's prospect guru, Ben chatted with him about the state of the Flyers and also about Cap's first-round pick, Ryan Leonard. So we'll lead you off the bat, Adam. The Philadelphia Flyers, fresh off a Western road trip, 4-0-1 in their last five, 10-3-2 going back to November 10th. And I could reel off all the numbers, strong defensively, the number one penalty kill unit dating back to November 10th. But I'll ask you the eye test. What are you seeing that supports the numbers that has allowed them to enjoy quite a bit of success here over these past few weeks? I think the one constant for them has been the work ethic and the work level. From a skill standpoint, it's not their forte. Yes, they, they generate a lot of chances. They generate a, a lot of scoring opportunities. But they don't have a lot when it comes to 
finishers, so to speak. You know, Travis Konechny obviously has developed into a, a fine goal scorer. Owen Tippett has all the skills to be there. I think Tyson Forrester has a chance to get there, but they're not going to outskill anybody in the NHL. What they will do, and they have done on a nightly basis, is they will match and exceed every team's work level. And if you're going to beat this Flyers team, you're going to have to outwork them. And as we've seen so far, their work level has been able to carry them a pretty long way thus far, as does outstanding goaltending. But that's what's really stood out to me. It's the work ethic from the group. That, that's really gotten them to where they are. And you can consider them you know, a contender for a playoff spot. Is it sustainable? That's a great question. I think um, barring any sort of serious injury to Carter Hart and goal, because he he is the X factor for them. He gives them a chance to win every night. He is that good. And I know the numbers on the back of the hockey card might not look outstanding, but he gives them a confidence level because he is capable of stealing games for them. Barring a long-term injury to him, I think it absolutely can be sustainable because – that work ethic has become the standard. And the coaching staff, especially John Tortorella, will not let that work ethic, that work level slip. And Adam Kimmelman here joining us from NHL.com. In addition to his covering the Philadelphia Flyers and all the work for NHL.com at the NHL level, also the prospect guru there. And with the World Junior Hockey Championships, can't let Adam go here without asking him about Ryan Leonard, Capitals first round pick going back to last summer. Terrific freshman campaign so far. He's looking to crack the World Junior roster for Team USA. The big boy plays that physical brand. Your thoughts, Adam, heading into the World Juniors on Ryan Leonard, where maybe he is in his freshman year and where he might fit on a USA depth chart should he crack that roster and head overseas in a few weeks. Well, I I think for sure the Team USA at the World Juniors is expecting him to be a top six offensive driver for them, a guy who can play on the power play. Uh, You know, 10 goals in 17 games as a college freshman is is very impressive. As a true college freshman, it's very impressive. You know, uh, and and he that line with, you know, Leonard and Smith and Perot that kind of got ported over from the national team program to BC. Now they're all at the world juniors. You would have to expect that would be a line in some form or fashion when the team gets over to Sweden, because all three guys have been playing very well in college and Leonard, he's the gunner. He's the shooter on that line. He's dynamic when he has the puck on his stick, that great quick release. You know, the fact that he's been able to score at the national team level now score at the college level, which is a step up in competition. I have no doubt he's going to be a, he's going to have a huge impact on that team at the World Juniors. That was just a portion of Ben's chat with NHL.com Deputy Managing Editor Adam Kimmelman. Hear the entire conversation, plus Ben's chat with Tom Wilson later on today on Caps Game Day, beginning at 4 o'clock Eastern on Caps Radio 24-7, heard at CapsRadio247.com. As for the game, it's the Capitals and the Philadelphia Flyers tonight at 7, 6.45 airtime on 106.7 A Fan, and of course right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Have a great game day Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.